0: Coming up on Podcast Unlocked, episode 404, a new Easter egg has been discovered in the Halo Infinite trailer from E3. We have it for you here. We'll show it to you. Take a listen for that. Plus, Blair Witch. Remember that game from the Xbox press conference? It's finally had some gameplay shown off, so we've got some stuff to talk about there. Plus, Doom 1, 2, and 3 re-released for Xbox One but it didn't quite go according to plan. We'll have to talk about that as well. And a whole lot more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey with you. We've got uh, a threesome of awesomeness. Which you know you can take that any way you want. Bam, <laughs> Destin Laguerre on there right? You look hey, like you're sitting very high in that chair. Yeah, it's uh, so, so tall. Whoa, too far down. Too far down. Well, so and Mark Medina to my Hi. to my left. Hello. So Destin told me, all right, you've got to you've got to start. Pulling your weight here and producing this thing, so I'm I'm telling you what to do. I'm telling you to to lower yeah, your chair. Yeah, there you
1: go. There you go. That's a good note.
0: No, we've you know we're getting all moved into this awesome new studio, and yeah, I've just you've got it so kindly set up for us to be as as turnkey as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where it's not difficult, but there are just 17 steps to yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. So you've been teaching me the steps. And I'm just trying to make sure I get everything right. Of course, I won't be here next week. I got, I've got i got one more trip, so um, I'll forget it all. Yeah. And, then to, and then have to get taught again uh, next week. But for now, we're here. Uh, Miranda Sanchez is at an event. Uh, I guess we... I guess we can say I what it was. I don't know if we can. Well, cuz it's the uh, the the no, public is tweeting about it. So, I don't know. Well, it ties in with a thing happening later this week that you may have already heard about. <laughs> Let's put it that way to be to be stupid and vague about it, but yep. anyway, she can't be here and and poor Brandon Tyrell is uh Sorry, listen. trapped. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I bumped my phone on the the mics. Never do that again. Jeez. I think you yeah. just you just made the ears of our entire audience bleed. <laughs> just gut gush blood simultaneously leave my phone out of here uh brandon tyrell as he handled all of our e3 scheduling which is a it's a it's simultaneously way too much for one person Mm -hmm. but can only be done by one person because if there's more than one person involved it just inevitably gets cluttered and Mm -hmm. disastrous so he's planning gamescom now the next big show as I smack my, See? my my wedding ring on this metal table. It's I'm the only good we, we one we need to pad this whole thing. I think is what we need to do. Just working out the kinks. The I removed podcaster. the wrong mic. I should have taken out that one and yeah, whatever. So it's it's all a disaster. We are we're like four minutes into the show and it's already gone completely. Flawlessly. Wrong. Yeah. I mean, if we were professionals, we would just start over. But we're No, not, we're not doing that. No, we, it's no. actually, we have a hard out <laughs> yeah. in in about f- 53 minutes. Yeah. So we're going to press on. We've got a lot to talk about this week. Um, I want to add before we get rolling that our IGN first month of exclusive coverage on Control, that game is now T-minus 30 days away. It's mm-hmm. actually less than 30 days away because it's, what is it? It's today's July 30th. Sure is. So yeah, it's out in 28 days. Mere days away. Mere days away. Mm-hmm. Four weeks. I guess, yeah, it's four weeks from today. Not so, even. Um, but yeah, I I am looking forward to finally playing the entire game rather than mm-hmm. just the, the chunks I've been able to sit down with at events. But yeah, we've had a ton of exclusive coverage on that all month long from the first 13 minutes of the game to some side mission gameplay because unlike Alan Wake or uh, or Quantum Break, they are actual just side missions that are totally optional. They're all built in, so you can take a look at some of that. And then... Uh, if I if I can remember, which is which is never a sure thing these days. My unfiltered for this month, cuz it's still July, was you're, Sam Lake. Okay, good. What? I was like, "Do you remember who?" <laughs> Do I unfiltered? remember? <laughs> it's a fair question. It's a fair question, but yeah, Sam Lake, the longtime writer and creative force at Remedy, uh, you know, he's all the all the great dialogue and and just the whole tone of Max Payne and and all their games really is primarily attributed to him. He's got a great team as well, but yeah, it was really fun to sit down with him. We shot it at E3 because which seems like a million years ago. It does, doesn't it? Man, that it, it's that happens every year. It mm-hmm. sneaks up on us. It's like, oh man, E3 is only six weeks away, yep. and then oh, E3 is tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, you know, E3 is gone for a month, and it's like oh, it feels like it was a yep. decade ago. Yeah. And then we do it all over again, mm-hmm. but it's fun fun stuff. So uh, anyway, if I remember, I'm going to try to... I want to put the Sam Lake episode on the end of the audio file for this. I've gotten mostly positive feedback on, on doing that. I figure... You know, I've got this unlocked platform. I might as well use it to Trojan horse my other content <laughs> into people's ears. Why would anybody be like, I don't like it? <laughs> well, some people do kindly. They su- they do subscribe yeah. to the unfiltered feed already, so they oh, may have gotten okay. it, and so they're well, you like, know, why they not
1: just stop watching when the unfiltered?
0: Well, some, I've heard some people listen in their cars, and it's more annoying to you know try and change to another podcast when you're on the when you're on the move. But you know, hey, we're doing it, so it's happening. It's if, happening asterisk if i remember anyway uh, what show are we
2: on (laughs) i don't know
0: let's do uh 404 podcast not found (laughs) (laughs) exactly right this it's actually the show is a perfect title yeah it is it is living up to it is living up to a 404 error code at this point let's do some news for you right after this I'm, I'm pressing cool buttons in front of me that's yeah. making stuff happen on the video screen. It makes, f- makes the graphic come up. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm like. Operating a shuttle at NASA, like they've put me in (laughs) control of the. That's all it took
1: to get to the moon.
0: These (laughs) little
1: seven buttons here. We did get one fan-made bumper. Remember, I talked about it a few weeks ago. I know we got one, and I haven't. I think there was a
0: second one that came through while I I
1: was. I got to check them out and get them in the thing. Thank you guys for sending those in. If you wanted to make a transition for us, just for fun, we'll feature it. We'll give you credit, and uh, yeah, just sort of like a a little thing to try on.
0: You're in charge of that, though. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta (laughs) uh, set all that unlock at IGN.com is the place to send those, and then I can forward them Destin's way from there. But let's start with the most interesting, I think, item of the past week. There was an Easter egg hiding in the Halo Infinite E3 trailer. Mm-hmm. Mark, you said it feels like it's been forever since E3. Right. Well, it took forever in, in those yeah. terms, and a, and a, a keen-eyed uh, Halo fan has discovered— what that Easter egg that usually was in there?
3: Usually that stuff doesn't take so long to find.
0: Yeah, that three four three hit it really well. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a a QR code hidden. There was some sort of red garbled stuff that pops up at one point, yep. and it, this 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 guy he he basically just used I think frame grabs and and pieced it all together. And it turns out it pieces together into a QR code. Now the credit goes to. If I'm, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this right. I'm going to give it a go. Zepyl, X E P Y A L. No, uh, no other name. Uh, no other like birth certificate, driver's license name Well, <laughs> given on the Twitter account. I'm well going with done on that name. Um, but yeah, and also I want to give a quick tip of the hat to unlocked listener Curtis Zinger, as well as usgamer.net who. Curtis flagged it for me on Twitter, and usgamernet.net had, had rep first reported this that I could see. We have some old IGN friends over at usgamernet, right? We sure right? do. Yeah. yeah. We sure Miss do. We got We've got friends everywhere. That's yeah. the nice part. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, if you scan that QR code, you're probably wondering what the heck happens. Well, it takes you to an audio file featuring a familiar voice. Let's play that audio file right now.
2: On. Oh, God. <laughs> this, this, this this is this part is of me. me. I don't know why I don't know how, but it is me.
0: Okay, Destin, you know who that is? It's Cortana. Yes, Mm -hmm. the inimitable Jen Taylor, yeah, voice actress, uh, longtime voice of Cortana. So uh, you guys both heard this. Mm -hmm. What What do we think is going on there? Well, obviously,
1: she's not gone. I think they're letting us know that yes she is going to be part of the Halo Infinite experience. Mm-hmm. I have two thoughts here on this. Yes. So either the UNSC has created a new Cortana AI. Oh, okay. And I like, and, that like theory. and like they're going to give that to Master Chief or they've given it to some of the other Spartans. Yeah. Alternatively, the the Cortana in Halo 5, she didn't die. She's still like around, right? But
0: she's real messed up. Mm-hmm. yeah she's like crazy she's like way past rampancy yeah. and and yeah it's kind very of going nuts. very far past yeah. her seven year life expectancy as mm-hmm. an ai so,
1: so i'm wondering because we hear physical footsteps if she has somehow taken over a a body of some sort mm. and is able to actually physically walk around or if those are uh just manifestations she's created right her ai abilities mm-hmm.
3: boy what do you think mark i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's 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 uh, I think the Easter egg super cool. I like stuff like that. Uh, what are they called, like ARGs or whatever, where it's like,
0: yeah, these like, like the little, I love like,
3: bees thing, like these like hunts people find. Yeah, what the actual things about? Who knows? Because who knows what even Halo Infinite is about? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> like, the fun part. We don't know yet, right? That. Exactly. Um, but uh, I think the code is super cool. I, I like that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you kind of touched on it. Like what what Halo Infinite. Is about and and that I wonder, you know, if this is sort of our first hint at mm-hmm. uh, let's. You know, I know we've. I don't want to sort of dig up old skeletons here, but the Halo Five story was horrible. Was we bad. we did not enjoy the Halo Five story was, that much. It was real bad. I,
1: and I go back once in a while and I try and play through that blue team mission and uh, like that mission's fairly fun because it's like Master Chief and the crew. But I don't feel like they did. The justice that that crew deserved,
0: starring Master
2: Chief,
1: yeah, his friend and, Fred, and Linda and Kelly. I, I don't. I don't want to be a negative, <laughs> negative, constant voice about Halo Five. <laughs> I obviously did not like Spartan Locke. Spartan Locke is. Oh, long. you you I and Locke, like. yeah, you and Locke have a long history yeah. of mm-hmm. not um, liking each other. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Uh, for me, the story of Halo Five is a breakup story, like. They've drifted apart as characters. You know, she's gone, obviously, a a different direction. And there's still, like, something there. He still cares about her. She still seems to care about him. But they're definitely broken up. Like, it's not happening again. And I think Infinite, with a new Cortana, could open up to, like, the new girlfriend sort of story. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you. I I think it's all
0: um, uh, a metaphor for relationships. That's, I mean, some people, I can see people in our audience that might potentially be chuckling at what you're talking about right now but i actually i think you could really be onto something with the idea of a new cortana mm-hmm. i i really like that theory and and if this one is somehow trying to uh reckon with what the old one did maybe you know she's she's sort of learned about what happened to the old cortana somehow from you know through just interfacing into the, the UNSC, you know, net. and Yeah. yeah I, I like that
1: th- that theory a lot. They, uh, she even says in one of the games, she's like, you know, they'll make a new one.
2: Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. They'll
1: give you a new one. So yeah. like, they've been foreshadowing that for a long time. Right. And to me, it's just a super intriguing story. This relationship and like, I, I know I use real life dating, but like the relationship between Master Chief and Cortana is so fantastic in the way that it has changed over the years because it's very much, you know, like he cares about her, she cares about him, they... They protect each other. Later. They're a fantastic team. And what happens when that is fractured and destroyed, and that trust is no longer
0: intact? Yeah. And and for me, yeah. you're, what you're talking about is exactly what I think is at the heart of Halo Four, which is the re- reason I love Halo 4's story so yeah. much, is because it is about them.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and there, it's it's such a personal Master Chief story, and his you know in his relationship with her, and and how, when she's lost, and he's just he's just out there looking for and mm-hmm. um yeah i always thought halo 4's campaign never got enough credit but um yeah the reason i brought up halo 5 is to say that i wonder this if this easter egg this voice sample from cortana is our first sort of suggestion that 343 is going to is putting in some serious work into kind of undoing the 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 badness mm-hmm. of halo 5 story and to put us you know put us back on a on a really cool, you know, Halo 1 through 4 kind of level of but
3: the story. I, I think they know that it's like, Call of Duty, most people play it for like the multiplayer and, and those type of games. Like it's like multiplayer centric. And it's like with Halo 5, they know that they have this like, it's like kind of the opposite. Where it's like so many people play those campaigns that they can't just sleep on it and make a really good multiplayer. Because Halo Wait Infinite. The, the multiplayer is excellent in 5. Oh right. yeah. It's 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 yeah, we've And I think that I and I think Infinite will be the same way. I think it'll have a really good multiplayer, but it's like they know that they have to like make a really really
0: good single player.
3: People yeah. expect it where it's like with Call of Duty, you're just kind of like, "Okay, this is a fine single player."
0: Yeah, it's uh you you hit on a really good point, Mark. I I feel like I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but I know we've talked about it in the office where I feel like Halo is the last major first-person shooter franchise where fans care as much about Mm -hmm. they're as invested in the campaign as they are in the multiplayer. Because you name a big first-person shooter series that's been going for a little while, and people tend to... Medal of Honor. That's still around, Destin. That's still around. But even that, okay, most people... Cared about the, the campaign, yeah. I would say, yeah. in Medal of Honor. It was never a huge multiplayer series. But yeah, it's it's it tends to be one or the other. And it's that's part of what the, I think the reason Halo has always been so beloved, even if people don't consciously realize it, is mm-hmm. that they are super invested. We are super invested and care about both, which is why 5 was such a tremendous letdown. And I think 4... Uh, was a letdown for a lot of people in the multiplayer department. So they kind of switched <laughs> four, you know, was maybe a multiplayer letdown. Five was definitely a campaign letdown. So, yeah, I hope you're right, Mark. I hope Infinite can can bring both back up to legendary standards. Yeah. I think it helps that, uh,
3: you know, obviously every Halo story is is just, you know, it's just a sequel to the one before it or something like Call of Duty or Battlefield 1, it's like every campaign is just kind of its own thing. Right. Like, Call of Duty has, like, sequels, but, you know, Black Ops 3 is a continuation of Black Ops 2, but They're that just, was three years ago. It's like a serialized ago. television show. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like just every year the campaigns, and a lot of those campaigns are, like, World War II is just a standalone start-to-finish story. Yeah. Where with Halo, it's been going since the original Xbox. That story is still being told with these new games. So and yeah. because they don't come out very often <laughs> you want it to be good
2: yeah
0: so very cool easter egg hat I, tip to
1: stoked for infinite i want to yeah. go watch our movie for halo 5 again because uh yeah like the gameplay portions of, of halo 5 are totally fine oh sure uh, it plays great it, it's the it's just the the story and i i kind of want to remember where that left off because i know like you know uh who who was the other Spartan voiced by the the famous voice actor? Well, Nolan no, they North.
0: recast him. Remember, but what? Nolan
1: Nolan North played the character. Bit.
0: God, what was his name?
1: Is Nolan, Nathan, Nathan Nolan Nathan North? Nathan Fillion is in the game. Oh, Nathan Fillion, yeah, Nathan Fillion played
0: what's well, that character I in, his in name. A Spartan? He played oh, Bart in Odst, Spartan. yeah, Buck.
1: Buck. Well, he's and yeah, he's, he's also, one of, and he's, he's on Blue Team, yeah, or not Blue Team. He's on Osiris. Osiris, yeah, and I was really curious with how he left off the inhale of five because he seems really uh, uninterested in what Locke was chasing after. And Locke sort of kind of seems to be coming a little bit more over to Master Chief's side. It seems like they fall into a more of a gray area where that story left off. And I would like to just get a refresher and watch the movie again over on IGN that we made back in the day, just
0: stitching together all the cutscenes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. It. I've been watching more of those to like get a refresher of like what happened in the game, and I'll I'll skip parts that are filler, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean you're you're forgiven for that for doing so because it it's been four years now yeah. since five, and by the time Infinite I that ships, campaign like four times. So yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah an Infinite, what
0: will probably come out next year. I mean, it is. It's, yeah, it's, so then know, it's day one with the right, Scarlet. Right. So it'll, be, so five it'll years, be five years, five years between uh, Five and uh, Infinite. So, all right, we'll be keeping our close eye, of course, on all things Halo. Now, speaking of Cortana, the Xbox dashboard is getting another refresh. But this time Cortana will not be coming yeah. along for the ride. She S- speaking of breakups, the Xbox <laughs> dashboard is also breaking up with Cortana. <laughs> yeah. I mean it makes a ton of sense, right? Like Connect gone, there's no sort of simple built-in way to mm-hmm. to do the voice stuff. So Microsoft explained that the company intends to shift shift voice assistant elements, if I can speak, my goodness, away from on console and into the cloud. That means that while you can still use voice commands to control your console, you'll talk to Cortana via a smart device such as an Alexa product with the Cortana skill or a mobile device with an app rather than your Xbox headset, or obviously there's no, you're not going to be hooking up a Kinect at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition to the changes in Cortana functionality, the twist elements from the top of the screen have been removed and replaced with a row of shortcuts to games. There's also more room for recently played game tiles to appear. Uh, Microsoft explains that the redesigned home screen is all in aid of creating a, quote, seamless experience for you to navigate your console. The new design will be available uh, this week to Insider members who are part of the Alpha and Alpha Skip Ahead rings. Some of our listeners have gotten this already.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, they've tweeted at me saying, I am stoked for this dashboard.
0: Excellent. I love hearing that feedback already. And it will it will roll out to all users in the fall. Now I'm old enough, Destin, to remember back when the the, three, the 360 uh dashboard updates, when they would they would those updates just came twice a year. There was the fall update mm-hmm. and the spring update, and they bundled a ton of new features and oftentimes a new look into each one. Now we're so lucky we get more, you know, smaller iterative updates very frequently, and then mm. every now and again something like this where it's a full, you know, interface redesign.
1: Uh I I, kind of like where the dashboard's at. It's still laggy for me, even with the X. Uh, Mm -hmm. My biggest piece of feedback for the Xbox team, if they are listening, when I go to buy a game, you... It brings up a full black screen and then the ESRB logo plays because they they throw a trailer at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so annoying because it like lags out. And I, I'm like, I just want to buy this. <laughs> I've like, already sold. You don't need to fill the trailer. And then like you gotta kind of scroll down. I feel like that that interface is a little clunky. It would be great if the trailer played in the corner and I could still access the the buttons and such. And if I wanna watch that trailer in full screen, I'm given that choice. Anytime Windows does this a lot too, it's just a general Windows thing, it'll yeah. take control away from you. Like Mark, mm-hmm. when you open Premiere and you're in Chrome or something and you're like type, type, type Premiere opens. Oh, right, your right. Your keyboard's now in yep. Premiere, it's yep. like, Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take control away from the user. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's good feedback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's
3: that's definitely we've great. had we've had stuff like that on our own website where it's like videos would autoplay and yeah. It's like, where's that sound coming from? And yeah. <laughs> Why am I lagging? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. yeah, so we have internal conversations
1: about that, and then we're like, "How can we implement this mm-hmm. better?" Mm-hmm. We start the muted. That's but what it,
0: you know, it's fair too to again, we're we're in summer of 2019, mm-hmm. so we're coming up on six years yep. since the Xbox One launched. It, it mm-hmm. a tip of the hat must be given to the Xbox team that that is responsible for the dashboard because, again. If you've been listening to us for a while and or you've been an Xbox fan for a while, uh, you may remember what the dashboard was like when the console launched Mm -hmm. in November of 2013. It was not great. It really, and we talked about it on the podcast, it felt like a step backwards. It was slower. Literally everything was an app, Mm -hmm. even Mm achievements. So when an achievement popped... And you wanted to look at it, it would la- it would basically s- take you out of your game and launch into the app, uh, the achievements app. Mm-hmm. I'm Supremely to- annoying. It was horrible. Uh, it was also slow because it was pinging a server every t- for everything it, it did. It looked there was like, like a DNS workaround where if you changed your DNS to a Google DNS, it would it would speed it up a little bit. But it was just. Not a great experience, especially coming off of 360.
3: It looked like the th- it looked like they tried to mimic the 361, not the blades, but the most recent 361. Yeah. If you go back and look, like it kind of looks like that, but with just too much going on. Yeah. Fr- Fran Mirabella did the review for
1: the launch Xbox. Oh, I, I remember that. And I did a dashboard yes. tour. Of, of it. I did all these these Xbox videos for launch. I was super stoked for the launch.
0: Oh yeah, I remember you filled up the hard drive to see how many games yep. could fit on it. Yeah, I remember we, you doing that. We did all these. Oh my god, we can do that
3: now, but it would be like YouTube. Red Dead and be yeah. Cool. <laughs> really fun. Did
1: it? Oh my god, it launched in 2013. That's what I said.
3: Yeah, November 2013.
0: <laughs> I was
1: looking for. No, the, I know you were looking dashboard. that up. Yeah.
3: November 22nd. You at
1: Well, I can tell you when our review came out. November 27th. Yeah, we got it up quickly. Fram Arabella the third. Yeah, yeah. Um, dash, but yeah, yeah. So it was a bunch of squares at launch, like Windows mm-hmm. tablets, basically.
0: Hey, show me real quick. Just I know our listeners can't see it, but oh, just refresh dude, my memory. To, it's hard to <laughs> get there. It's great radio. Oh yeah. Oh, that's my yeah. console. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. I so probably used your <laughs> console because we got like one. Right? Yeah, because it was it was in my possession. Mm-hmm. But yep, it's uh, it has come a long. Long way. Yeah, I watched that, that video
3: yesterday. Yeah, yeah it, the, it, it was the
0: Met, it was the Metro thing that was well, the, the, th- the, the the thing the Windows is, is Metro.
3: That's what Windows 10 when Windows 10 first came out. That's mm-hmm. what it was was just
0: tiles. Well, and that was part of the problem was they they thought well we'll just unify this but it's yep. like well in reality Metro doesn't work well on a
3: console. Mm-hmm. Well, and even with Windows 10 they're like okay people want a Start bar they don't want this because remember back in those days yep. it was you hit you hit the Windows key and all those tiles. That's came right. Out. I barely even remember right. that now, and now the tiles are in the start menu. But now even those are kind of gone.
0: So point is um, to say uh, the Xbox a spot, app yeah. team. Yeah, they, I mean they've they've brought it a long, long way mm-hmm. in that time, and they and this this new update here uh, looks you know Cortana free though it may be, it's it's faster, it's cleaner. There's a lot to like about it for so far. I would say there has never been an update that made it worse. Always, other than better. the 360 to Xbox One. Well, okay. the, the launch Xbox One from a, from the most updated 360 Xbox One. Only <laughs> it's only gotten better since launch. Yeah, no, for sure. You're absolutely mm. right about. I that. wonder
3: what like PS Five is going to look like. Only only because PS Four still has the exact same. Yeah, network.
0: they they have like, not done, evolved.
3: They're, they're, they're like they're like here's some you can do folders and you can do stuff like that. But there's and, been no like. It still looks the same. And it's, I wonder if
1: Scarlet's going to change. I think Scarlet would mm-hmm. keep it. Like, I don't think they'll evolve too much. Or maybe we'll get a new version of the dashboard that we've been familiar mm-hmm.
2: with.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question because of the, you know, blurring of console generational lines, particularly mm-hmm. on the Microsoft side. If, yeah. Yeah, if they'll really have a, a – if it'll just be the exact same dashboard. Yeah. Honestly, I, it, I think, it wouldn't yes, surprise five. me. It
3: wouldn't surprise me if I, if I turned on PlayStation 5 or or Scarlet. And it's just the exact same dashboard. Yeah, because because they is also
1: using backwards because
3: they're all backwards compatible. So it's true. Like, it's it's almost like they don't, except for the hardware upgrades. They don't want you feeling like you're on
0: something. Like I don't know. That's so.
3: It's
2: I'm very gonna, strange.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down a small lunch wager. If anyone wants to take it, I yes. All right. It's just, <laughs> I, 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 just do, so I do think I think Scarlet will have a different interface than. Xbox One because I, I think you're buying a $500 new console. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Microsoft will want it to feel new and different and no. and fresh. So I, it, I, th- I it, think they'll have a, something new. It could just emulate the old one. Uh, yeah, I'll go with no. Then just okay, good. No All matter right, what we get. Lunch. I'm, either way, we're yeah, we're getting some In-N-Out <laughs> yeah. Burger. But I look forward to Destin buying in about a year and uh, less than a year and a half, like a year and. I've know.
3: never been to the In-N-Out here. What really? Like I've never. No one's ever taken me.
1: Oh, and Mark, look at, Mark! Can you can you eat that much? Not
3: really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mark's on a, a diet restriction, so
3: yeah. yeah, whether a physical one, whether I
0: want to be or not, <laughs> right? But well, we can still go. That's true. We can that's still true. do that. Let's I do can it. eat some right. French fries. Get them well done. That's my pro Whatever tip. Whatever
3: you, d- for- I'll help you out, Mark. I got I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been to In and Out in a long, long time. There's we went I, once. Yeah, I, we that's went. the last time I went, was with you in San Ramon or something like that, like four <laughs> years ago. We, we did the In-N-Out Krispy Kreme, doubled it. Oh, yes. man. Yes. That's, oh, yeah, because that yeah. was in Concord. because yeah. the In-N-Out <laughs> is right next to the Krispy Kreme, and the yeah. Krispy Kreme light was on. Yeah. Well, and and like, like, well now we, we got to go. go. Yeah. So is
0: the, the closest one to us is the same thing. It's Krispy Kreme, the one in Daily City. Daily City. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so that's the one I've never been to. <laughs>
1: I've heard rumors that if you get Krispy Kreme, they will make a hamburger with Krispy Kreme donuts. At In-N-Out,
0: oh my so goodness! Weird. I don't Someone no, will have to I don't need that in my <laughs> life. That's 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 too much. That's too much. <laughs> sure. All right. Anyway, um, let's move on from Burger Cast here <laughs> to Blair Witch. Yeah. From, from burgers to witches. Gameplay of Blair Witch has has finally been shown. You know, I've I think we've kind of mentioned this here and there since its announcement at E3, but uh, this was a surprise at E3. Oh, there's a Blair Witch game. It's Bloober Team who has a, a good history, a good pretty good track record. But, and the, and the game was announced at E3, so in mid-June for an August 30th release date. That's quick. Very fast. Uh, they didn't show it at E3. They weren't showing it behind closed doors or on the show floor. But now, uh, they've finally started to to crack open the the safe a little bit and, and give people a peek inside. A gameplay trailer has been released confirming uh, a few things. Number one, it's, Totally set in the 90s. I love the 90s aesthetic. If you watch the gameplay trailer on IGN or, or, or our, our YouTube page, you can see there's a, you know, Nokia 5100 style f- uh, cell phone with just like, you know, just the super basic, just the bars on the left and right side for for your signal and your battery life. And it like it, it, it took me back to my very first cell phone. The 90s. Yeah. Um, so that looks cool. And then it is a first person game. Mm-hmm. You know, Some people replied to my tweet about that, and they were like, well, yeah, the trailer was in first-person, sort of. The trailer kind of cut back and forth between some third-person stuff with the dog. Yeah, we we were wondering if you were going to use
1: the Outlast camera with the camera, you yeah, know, yeah, kept yeah. bringing that up. Like, how is that going to function with the whole thing? And uh, we kind of got our answer with this, this yeah. gameplay trailer. So
0: it is all first-person. It uses found footage stuff in there, camcorder stuff. And uh, I really liked the fact that there not only is so your dog, uh your dog's name is Bullet, and you can give him there, there is a command wheel for Bullet. Mm-hmm. So you can tell him to come back to you. You can tell him to like go check stuff out. There are five commands for for Bullet. So it, this is already I'm already like I'm not normally a big uh scary game guy, but mm-hmm. it's it's got a cool German shepherd in it. I think I have to play it. Mm-hmm. He's he's a either dog meat from fallout like think,
1: mm-hmm. think that control wheel or the dog from fable basically yeah. right like hey go d-
0: dig up treasure yeah i think that the fable dog only had like maybe two commands yeah kind of like there was i think there was just you know heal just come back to you oh, really? and, and kind of go out and mm-hmm. you could have him i thought he could dig up them. stuff yeah, yeah yeah he could go he could go sniff stuff out but so the dog brings you tapes that it finds <laughs> which is totally realistic
1: <laughs> oh uh, it's so scary go find the tape boy
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um, but yeah I the game, this another one like Control so this game is out in exactly one month from today August 30th today is July 30th so uh, it will not be long and I hope it turns out well you know the, the gameplay trailer gave me some optimism but we have yet to play it mm-hmm. so we shall see next this one's near and dear to my heart Doom uh, I'm, Doom is my the original Doom is my Desert Island game Gun to my head, Ryan, you got one game for the rest of your life. What is it? It's the original Doom. I've played it a million times. I could play it a million more. Uh, it's it's just it's so brilliantly designed. It, Doom invented deathmatch. And I think Doom Deathmatch is still fun. Mm-hmm. I, I have a blast with it whenever I get a chance. I and, saw you,
1: I saw you tweet that you downloaded it like <laughs>
0: yeah. immediately. Oh yeah. So it the there was a QuakeCon happened this past week and Mm -hmm. there wasn't really a lot of news out of it per se, other than this it's so, you know, Bethesda is making a big deal out of doom this year, not only because doom eternal is out in November, but because this is the 25th anniversary year of the original doom, which came out in December of 1993. So we're sort of in (laughs) just finishing that window of, of 25 years uh, officially and yeah, they went ahead and re-released Doom One, Two, and Three on all platforms, including Xbox One. Uh, one of those platforms was Switch. So I download. I I went ahead and bought Doom One and Two on Switch so that mm. I could I could have them easily and portably anywhere I went with with actual you know buttons and controls as opposed to a, a, yeah. a mobile phone. So I was I was uh, more than happy to do that. Five dollars just felt like a fair price more than that i would have been like "Eh, i don't think i'm gonna pay i don't think i'm gonna pay twenty dollars for doom one and two but but ten for both of them okay five each that's like what you would pay if you got them on your phone yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. uh so it is they did also re-release it for xbox one uh doom one and two had been out and then doom three i think had a it did have a remaster Some point along the way, anyway. That was
1: the Xbox on 360. Yeah, was it 360? Yeah, they had an OG version and a 360 version. Or no, Doom. You're talking Doom three. Doom three. Yeah, yeah. Doom when they brought it back back in the day, and they had like the steel case, and like it was all graphically intensive. It was like a good game to test out your graphics card.
0: Oh, wait. You mean the most recent Doom? Or no? What are we talking about? (laughs) Because there was Doom. Doom three was from 2003 or four. Yeah. and, and then, then a long. And then Doom, hiatus. Doom, twenty sixteen. Yeah, so I'm talking Doom. about
1: Doom three. Then I think they had a, a standard Xbox version. You're right about and that. A, and a three sixty.
0: Yeah, it, it actually it was a really excellent port to the original Xbox. Like it it retained a lot of, you know, because that Doom three at the time was a very technically intensive. Like it was a it was a powerful game uh, it was like wise that game in crisis
1: were what you threw in your pc to test yeah. it out like can it handle the shadows can it handle all these lighting effects right
0: yeah but anyway so all doom one two and three mm-hmm. are are out on xbox one now so that must be great you just uh you know you boot it up on your switch and you just play yeah um sort or of do you <laughs> <laughs> Setting you up there is yeah thank you up. so the the nostalgia party had had the punch ball spiked just a just an unforced error here by bethesda who wrote that for you (laughs) you you think the show has writers god if i could if if i could get brian and max to write unlocked for me it would be it'd be so
3: so good but no that's your party had its punch bowl spiked (laughs) that's did you go
0: i like you you can stay uh no it's so you got a 25 year old game in the form of the original doom and to to play Doom, a 25-year-old game, again, just to, I want to reiterate how old this game is and how many platforms, it's been on like almost literally every, it's, it's, every platform well, that's, ever. Well, that's
3: the, if you're not talking about Skyrim,
0: you're talking about Doom. Yeah, the fact that Doom is on everything. Everything. So for whatever reason, Bethesda said, well, we're going to put in a, we're going to require a Bethesda Net login mm. for this so that uh <laughs> it's on, on a 25 year old game was just get, get out of town guys was it's, <laughs> it's silly i mean the the internet was obviously not happy and i i don't blame them i mean for me I, I remember i so when i downloaded it and and that came up unexpectedly i'm like what the hell is this i don't really want to give you my email address and i just looked for i was trying to like b button my look, way look yeah. through look, it Skip. Button. just yeah skip just get out of this and then it just wasn't there mm mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, fine. Just have my email, whatever you, you're just going to market to me. I don't, you already do that. Mm -hmm. So I, I I was annoyed, but otherwise, whatever I put it in, but, but yeah, I mean, I got to throw the red key card at them on this one. Yes. This is good. This is a good episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, no, for real. How does this get past like QA? It's tough. It's like, no,
0: but it's not even a QA thing. It's a, it's a design thing. It's Uh a, it's a, whoever's running this project thinking like that people aren't going to be annoyed by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
1: doom. You guys like, right. Come on. It, OG Starcraft. Like just, they just let you play it basically.
0: Yeah. So well, actually uh, I don't want to, don't quote me on that. I don't know. <laughs> Bethesda did, did uh, tweak it. They said, but the Bethesda net login requirement was included for the Slayers club to reward members for playing the classic doom games. The login should be optional, and we are working on changing the requirement to be optional now. We will update everyone when a fix is ready. Darn right, it should be.
3: Red it, key card, right? Now. <laughs> it's one it's one of those things where it's like on PC, you already got to deal with that, you know, having a million different launchers for yeah. every little thing. But I remember, I think it was Assassin's Creed 4, was one of the one of the first times that I can remember putting a game in a console and it being like Sign into your UPlay account. I'm like, no, thank you. Because yeah. that that was a game that it's very strange. Um, That every time you finished a mission, it wanted you to rate that mission. Did you enjoy oh, this yeah. mission?
0: That's right. Send yeah. your
3: feedback. And I'm like, like all yeah. I did was kill a guy. You're Like, get away from me with this. <laughs> and so it's really tough to like log into something. It, it it. But most of that stuff is optional. You log into Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's like you play. You're like, nope. Uh, so then, yeah, to have switch be like, yeah,
0: well, you need to log into your, I'm like, uh, no, that's yeah, weird. I, or Bro- any console, you know, this, this they re-released it for everything, but Roblox like that hurt me plenty. Yes.
3: <laughs> that's also from this is, the Doom game.
0: Yeah, they get it.
1: Mark gets it.
2: <laughs> that's the, that's oh, the man. medium
0: difficulty mode. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. the, if you're playing on a lower difficulty than that, <laughs> now get out. Yep. Have
3: you seen the the, the Wolfenstein? Uh, when you're picking your difficulty, if you the the more you go, like he gets all like BJ Blasterwoods gets all like yeah. tough. But if you go to the more like easier mode, he gets like a pacifier. <laughs> <It's
2: tough. laughs>
0: yeah, oh, that's good. I like that. Um, so you know, I. I have no intention of rebuying on Xbox. One because I'd rather have them portably on the Switch. I have it on
1: the 360 already, so I think it's it works on. Oh, the I think one. I have it. You
0: do, yeah. but when so when Bethesda dropped this this re release, some people checked that uh, that yeah. owned it on 360. They because it's backwards compatible. One mm-hmm. Doom one and two mm-hmm. three didn't really, but Doom one yeah, and two. Uh, were backward compatible. They released as Xbox Live Arcade games, which made me very happy back in the three sixty yeah. days. Uh, but people found that that, uh, that that it was accidentally delisted. So the it really made Bethesda look mm. extra bad because then it was like,
3: oh, you taking have to away
0: the old ones, so right? You so you have to buy, buy it again yeah. on uh, on Xbox great. One. But you know what else was delisted? The Ultimate Alliance
1: games. Were those, oh. those were available on Steam and Xbox. Well, and that gone
3: now. That, that that's that's part of the 3. Activision thing. Yeah, right? that's I think a licensing you, issue. You, you can't get any like the Wolverine game. People like uh, the old, yeah, Raven, the old yeah, Origins, uh, the old Spider-Man games, uh, like, like Shattered Dimensions. That's
1: an Activision I think all
3: those and and like and like the movie yeah. tie-ins, the Amazing Spider-Man. That, right? People actually kind of like those games. Those yeah. games were actually decent. Like you just cannot find them i think it happened with a lot of sonic games too for a different mm. type of deal where mm. it's like really hard to find certain sonic
0: yeah games. that there's a good maybe a decent reason for this there was not so uh yeah. our ign news team reached out to bethesda after you know people started complaining uh, rightfully so on on forums jonathan norma said what up with this bro yeah, basically. And Todd and, Howard was like, what? <laughs> what's, up? <laughs> what's up, man? I don't think it was Todd, but Bethesda told us players who own and previously installed the Xbox 360 Live Arcade backward compatible version of the games on Xbox One will still find those games in their game library and will be able to reinstall the version, uh, that version of the game. There was an error with this functionality, but we expect it to be remedied very quickly. And in fact, by the time any of you hear this... In fact, I think at the time I I'm reading this now, I think it's it was supposed to have Bethesda said it was like they would fix it within the hour. Quote Todd so. Howard, not actually Todd Howard. Not actually Todd Howard, but <laughs> so yeah, a couple of just just uh self-inflicted wounds there for Bethesda on what should have been a really nice little little uh stealth surprise release re-release for <laughs> for Doom on on uh, all the platforms, but they got through it. They sorted it out. They got through mm-hmm. it. It's fine now. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have it on the Switch, and I'm happy that as long as I own an Xbox, you know, one now and Scarlet later, the, that I'll still be able to just have those live arcade versions from the 360 uh, available to me to, to to jump into anytime I want. All right, my friends, why don't we do the loot box right now? All right, my friends. Shall we do the loot box? This is a good one. Hit me. So, uh, let's see cuz what do we got? We've got about 14 minutes before we're getting thrown out for another shoot. Yeah, we can close. Should a be early. good time to start right a little early. Daniel Wood, whose gamer tag is Dan the Man 485 from Lincoln, California, says, uh, my loot box question stems from the way marketing for game consoles seems to have changed in recent years." I believe the original Xbox, certainly the 360, and even the Xbox One were all designed and touted as not just a gaming machine, but as a way for Microsoft to own the living room of consumers. Phil Spencer has certainly moved the brand away from that messaging, but all platforms have continued to expand their offering with streaming apps and build out their digital marketplaces. And with smart TVs now standard and other devices like Roku, Fire Stick, Chromecast, Apple TV... There are a lot more options besides game consoles now. But with the advent of game streaming like Stadia and the coming quote-unquote war with Disney Plus and other streaming providers entering the market, it seems like it's becoming a more relevant strategy again. So Daniel's question for us here is, uh, I think it's an interesting one. Has the goal of owning the living room for Microsoft and PlayStation become a pointless one? Or is it still the ultimate achievement to pursue. Thanks for the great podcast. Well, thanks for the great question, Daniel. I think it is a
1: passive benefit to the Xbox One X especially 4K, you know, pure, you know, yes. the, the best 4K console on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can st- have all those streaming services on the on the YouTube, Netflix. In, yeah, Netflix, Hulu. You can you can utilize the 4K services HBO, there. Yeah. As as a separate service. Uh, it it actually has the the player for 4K UHD discs. Yep. Watched Planet Earth many times on my Xbox, X, <laughs> and uh, it is great. So I think uh, a passive benefit of owning the console, and this is evaluated by consumers, right? They're like, okay, like I want these things, and Xbox checks a lot of those boxes if they're looking for something beyond just the gaming services, but the best thing that Xbox has done is the Game Pass system. They have created their own version of one of these digital apps that our, our listener is discussing right now yeah. with Game Pass. And uh, Sony's Sony's PlayStation Now doesn't cut the mustard right now. They need to figure out a better pricing model or something with that because right now it, it it's not... The last time I used it, it's way too expensive. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't
3: run that great. And uh, Xbox... When you still practices. can't download... Yeah. You stream like, them, there's right. Not, well, so some that I forget what it is. It's I, I think PS4, PS2, and PS1. You can download those now, yeah. but like every PS3 game, which is their big, because that's the thing. That's the, what they try to push for is that it's like Game Pass is like a hundred and something games. Yep. PlayStation Now is like a thousand games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think everything on PlayStation Three you still have to stream those. Right. But yeah, it's also super expensive.
0: But yeah. but yeah, I kind of you know. Daniel's right. The The whole own the living room thing was a big, that was like the original sort of goal of the entire Xbox initiative
2: mm-hmm. at and,
0: Microsoft. With, and I think they were a little ahead of their time. Yeah, they they were on their way with the 360 and then they tried to bite off more than they could chew with the Xbox One. And I think that's, and now, but but Daniel's right. Like now with, with all these other services and devices that have sort of, permeated everyone's lives and and are all you know everybody owns probably at least one or two of those that the, the game consoles and the the game console buying public now i feel like doesn't really want that and they just everything's so uh targeted now so everything's so specialized like you know you cut you use you get you go to uh you know, IGN for your game news and you use, you know, you might use, uh, the YouTube app for watching all your videos. videos. Yeah. Yeah. I (laughs) mean, and, and for your game console, you just want a specialized, you want a gaming box. You don't want a box that's watered down that does, you know, that's, that's designed to do everything. I mean, it's great that Xbox has sort of added those services, but you know, that was, that was the whole failure of the big part of the failure of the Xbox one originally was mm-hmm. it, it tried to be that all in one solution to everyone. And people weren't really interested in that. I, I think it's just about marketing. Like they, I,
3: I think everyone knows that that stuff is there. And I think they're thinking, okay, we don't have to push that. Netflix is on, on Xbox or PS4 or anything because it's on everything. everyone knows it's there. Mm-hmm. Netflix is on everything. We're going to double down on talking about what games we have coming out. Um, Yeah, because I don't know. It's tough. Like I know that Xbox would prefer that I turn on my Xbox to watch Netflix because then you're in the ecosystem. But it it is really tough. He mentions about like TVs, and it's true. My TV has a remote that has a a Netflix button on the remote. I turn on my TV, and I click Netflix. This is a Samsung television, much like the one I have at home. We have tons of Samsungs here at IGN. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love this TV series, and it has every app that you could think of, basically. And they're on the remote. You don't even have to click, like— like, you know, you boot up a console and then you have to go to the app. I turn my TV on and there's a Netflix button. There's a yep. Hulu and a Prime button. And, and a YouTube button. And-, Hulu and a YouTube button, yeah. yeah. it's You don't even have to go. There is an apps page, but I've only been to it like once on my TV because yeah. I just click Netflix <laughs> and
0: I'm there. Couldn't be easier. Yeah. Couldn't be easier. Couldn't be easier. So, yep, I think for sure the you know the, the PS5 and Xbox Scarlet are going to be capable of all that stuff, obviously. But they are going to be... You'll see Disney Plus on there. You'll see everything on there. But they're going to be purpose-built gaming devices, just as the Xbox One X is. Uh, Yeah, we'll see that continue. So great stuff from Daniel. Uh, If you've got a loot box question, send it in. Unlocked at IGN.com for the panel to discuss. All right, Unlocked Block Trivia now.
1: I really like that jingle.
0: Yeah, it's good That's, stuff. I
1: was gonna lean over and whisper it. I I'm wouldn't know.
0: No. I like. That. I'm not wearing headphones. <laughs> That's a. Uh, it's fan made. I don't have the person's name in front of me, but yeah, that was. Uh, Mark freaks out
1: when the songs are playing because he doesn't have headphones on. He's like, "Is everything? Are you guys okay? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> don't know what to do. I don't
0: know. I don't know what to do with myself." <laughs> All right, Ian Francis writes in and asks. Uh, glad we were talking about Halo today because Ian asks about about it in the lead up to Halo Five. Microsoft and 343 published an in-universe podcast called Hunt the Truth, which was tremendous, by the way. It's better than the game, as far as the story goes. (laughs) The narrative Uh, was excellent, yeah. uh, Following journalist Benjamin Gerard on his search for the truth behind the origins of the Master Chief and the Spartan 2 program. On one of the episodes, it was revealed that one of the Halo games' cover art is actually an in-universe photograph of the Master Chief during the Human Covenant War, which Halo games cover art was canonized in the Hunt the Truth podcast? This is an excellent question. I did happen to remember this. Let's see if you guys can as well. Was it Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, or Halo Reach? Which of those games the the, the if you can picture the box art, it was is now sort of officially deemed in Halo canon as a photograph. That was actually taken in during Master Chief's adventures. Any idea, Mark? No, I'm going to
3: say Halo 2
0: because I remember that box art is
3: very like he's in war kind of thing. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Halo 2, but I don't know. All right, Destin. He's not on the cover of Halo Reach, so that one's out.
1: Uh, halo combat evolved looks super. It's just him just standing there. Yeah, it's him yeah. with the ring behind him. I'm like, that's not a photograph. Uh, I don't remember the cover for halo three. Well, halo three it's is like, he's is standing just there. Just, just like standing Portana there looking the off in the distance. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say halo two. It's very posy. He is mm-hmm. on earth, like in the timeline.
3: He's there. dual wielding guns. Yeah, he's just so you know guns. that there's dual wielding in halo two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So both of you are going with halo two. Mm-hmm. And both of you are exactly correct. Well done, yeah. gentlemen. Yes, Halo 2. That uh, We all remembered that. I just one. remember that looks
3: like a war torn photo. So, yes. like, I.
0: Also. You know, posing up with the dual wielded Yeah, how do, do yeah. Uh, how, do how do you do it? Show us it on the video.
3: Yeah, you got it like this. Pew pew. Like this. I remember it was a big <laughs> deal because they're like, yeah, there's dual wielding in this game. We
0: put it on the cover. That's right. So, uh, Ian, you couldn't stump us, but a great question, nevertheless. Thanks for the and point. If, yeah, if anybody out there has an Xbox trivia question they do want to try and stump the panel with, please send it in. Again, unlocked at IGN.com is the email address. Please include four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email. That will wrap it up for unlocked 404 podcast, not found
3: True. Palindrome. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Mark. Also a palindrome. Nice. Good notes. This
3: episode's got it all,
0: I know it's, <laughs> it's got everything, but, uh, but you know, entertainment or or usefulness, mm-hmm. it doesn't have those. <laughs> uh, this, see, yeah, you, um, you're asking me to do too much with run everything. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. We're, we'll get there. Um, all I, the only big screw up I've made so far is I accidentally touched the Beyond logo nope, for didn't like happen. half
1: a second. Didn't happen.
0: But it, I, hopefully, it didn't even make it to the screen. I don't in any way, did. shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> so. Un- There's an feature. Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go find that QR code. Um, anyway, Mark Medina, yeah. uh, anything you want to promote or point our fans to?: No, that you're I working don't. on. I'm
3: not going to plug anything. But I do want to take just a second. I asked on Twitter yesterday for people to send me a story. A short story of how gaming has impacted you oh, cool. in a in a, uh, in a positive way. Great. I got a bunch. <laughs> so I'm going to read three quick ones. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Tommy Ayers. That's at Nightwing593. He says, video games, especially Destiny... Has helped me greatly. A few years back, I had a lot of anxiety issues, but the friends I met playing Destiny and the super helpful community helped me get out of a really dark place and made friends that I still keep in touch with to this day.
0: That's great. That's awesome. I, I that like that fantastic. story because
3: I have friends. Uh, there, there was a guy who came to my wedding that I met on World of Warcraft. Nice. That's like, great. He's super cool. Uh, this is at Jesse two one, uh, Jesse T 127 I de- de- develop a love for graphic design and Photoshop thanks to NASCAR 1999 okay. and NASCAR
0: 20- that, 2003. That would have probably been when Papyrus was developing it and it was a super hardcore, like really detailed and awesome simulation game. Yeah, he said
3: he played it on PC. Yeah, well, it's been entire days and weeks designing race car paint schemes. Yeah. Now I'm a self taught digital artist. Thanks That's to great. This, where it's even led to a new passion for photography.
0: Oh, I love that. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. That that's that's before Forza was doing their liveries, mm-hmm. where you know people do crazy paint jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. At Forza now, but that's. Well, I'm assuming yeah, that's you can really zoom cool. in and make oh yeah, crazy
3: designs. Yeah, do all it, it
0: would things. really help to have a, uh, a, a a mouse and a keyboard, on right, nice nice right. precise tools on a PC. I like
3: that it was like 1999 and 2003. I don't know if he meant from that era to that era, probably. or if it was yeah, just like those window. two games. Oh, that's and great. Then, uh, last one here is at. Platinum Penguin. Yeah, I know that. I I think that person follows me. (laughs) He said, I don't have a fancy way of saying it, but online gaming has allowed me to keep in touch with my best bro, where we probably wouldn't have an opportunity to talk, because in my experience, I don't really like talking on the phone and stuff. Who does? (laughs) Games have allowed us to keep connected, even though we live in different cities. And that one hit home because we have a friend we met through IGN. He used to come uh, on our live streams all the time. Uh, his name is Potato King. He lives in Eastern Canada oh. and we talk to each other all the time now because we play I know, Fallout. <laughs> yeah, every, <laughs> we play Fallout, we play Call of Duty together. And it's like otherwise, because now he's like in college and he doesn't get a chance to, and we don't live stream as much, but it's yeah. like I still keep in contact with him at least a few times a week. That's great. We play a games together.
1: Isn't, that is it, fantastic. Isn't it funny how we react to being called? Today.
0: Right. It's like you didn't text me first? Or are you yep. a monster? <laughs> you monster? What are you doing? <laughs> the yeah. only calls I ever get are spam calls. Oh, I just got one while I was they, <laughs> Yeah, I saw it coming yeah. in.
3: I'm trying to yeah. read these. Someone from Chowchilla, California thought they needed to call me.
0: I don't think Some you know people. anyone from there. I don't. Super yeah. don't. No disrespect to anybody that lives there. <laughs> but uh anyway, Destin- so thanks
3: for sending those in. Guys. Yeah,
0: those are great. That's great. Well, start well I don't tradition.
1: mean to bring up the competition as I do my personal call-outs, but if you like birds, check out Instagram.com <laughs> slash DestinRL. I've been working on my bird photography. It's what I do to chill after work. Uh, I'm, I'm near Golden Gate Park. And I love going to the park and taking photos of birds. That, I have found it incredibly I love it. relaxing and, yeah.
3: and really, really fun.
0: And your stuff's getting really good, too. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like I'm starting to know what I'm doing with photography.
3: <laughs> it's great. Yeah, uh, I
0: love I love that. It's yeah. fantastic. So,
3: so neither me nor Destin created any content this week. We're just talking about other stuff. <laughs> it's
0: great. Uh, you want to know where
1: all the GTA cards are, I assigned <laughs> Carter to capture them all and did brief narration. <laughs>
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Um, yeah, unfiltered. Hopefully I'll remember to put it at the end of this episode. But if I don't, please go check it out. Um, yeah, if you like, I mean, most Alan Wake, most Xbox fans not named Alana Pierce like <laughs> Alan Wake. Still love you, Alana. You're the best. Um, yeah, we had a, a really good conversation with Sam about his career. And yes, Alan Wake 2 did come up. and it come, And I think you'll like what, what Sam has to say about it. So do check that out. Otherwise. Yeah. That's it. I can't think of anything else going on. So uh, I will not be here next week, but then I will be back forever. I don't plan (laughs) on going anywhere anytime soon after that, but I leave you in good hands with, uh, with these guys and hopefully uh, Miranda and Brandon will be back next week as well. Let us
3: know on Twitter who you want to
0: host. Don't. Yeah, I don't know if we want to open that up. Oh, yeah, a we popularity do. <laughs> Peppers will win. The dog will win. Yeah, I, I would watch that. I actually would watch see? that. You're right. I would watch that. You got me. You totally got me. For Mark Medina and Destin Legary, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked, episode 404, and we'll see you next week. Welcome, friends, to another episode of IGN Unfiltered, my monthly interview series where I get to sit down with the best, brightest, most interesting minds in the games industry. Uh, Today I'm joined by none other than Sam Lake from Remedy Remedy Entertainment. Sam, I've been chasing you for years. It's been years. At this point, Uh, you have such a fascinating career. I'm so eager to speak with you. In fact, because you're never in San Francisco and I'm never in Finland, so we had to convene here (laughs) in Los Angeles during E3, but... I, it's a miracle you're here at all because I'm told that you're currently cursed. What has been well, going yeah, on with you?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I Like, like it, it, it feels appropriate with Control being all about these weird things happening, altered world events. Yeah. You can hear, hear it in my voice. <clears throat> so, so I lost my voice. A couple of days ago no. I had a cold and had to be speaking a lot at work doing yeah. presentations and it was just completely gone I, it never has happened to me before and, and then my phone broke one day before the trip <laughs> had to scramble to get a new phone uh, something happened with your
0: car I heard too
4: yeah yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not just... let's not even go to that oh, and, and yeah it didn't stop there but it's been ongoing so <laughs> looking forward to the next thing to happen like, like, <laughs> well it's all it's all up from here, right? It's uh, you got it all out of the yeah, way at I, once. I, I already said that a couple of times oh, and no. then something more happened. So yeah. Well uh happy to be
0: here. Thank you for being here. Because, uh, again, your career I, I've I've genuinely been a fan of your work for and the team's work since since Max Payne. I mean it's that game. Uh, which is which is near the beginning, not quite the beginning. We'll talk about the sure, beginning. Sure. Yeah. But uh, it's just I, I don't think you guys have ever made anything less than an excellent game. Not it's not that you haven't even made a bad game. It's I think they've all been varying degrees of excellent. And you just your team has a, a special something that I want to try and get at a little bit here. And and I always like to start with with my guests at the beginning. So I'm, I'm always curious. What did you want to be when you grew up when you were
4: a kid? As a kid. <clears throat> Like depends on how far back you go. <laughs> like, like. Uh, but did you? I mean, did you want to be a writer
0: yes, early yeah, on?
4: Yeah, I, 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 I liked uh, making up stories. I, I, liked pretend. Like, well, yeah. all kids do. But, but maybe, maybe okay. more and <clears throat> maybe, maybe a bit more purposefully putting an effort to it. Like, uh, we with the games that we were playing. Uh, there was a time, I would say around 12, after I found Lord of the Rings and, and fell in love with that and, and went on to chase, like, reading the <coughs> nudic, like, like, Edda poems, like, that were part of the source for Tolkien. Cool. And, and I, I, I definitely wanted to be a, a professor of mythology. That was my life. That's what That's I'm going to cool. be. <laughs> that didn't last that long, but, but yeah. Well, you're the
0: professor of a certain mythology now in, in, sure. in the gaming yeah. universe, yeah. so it
4: kind of came true eventually. Um, so did you, did you play video games as a kid? Well, computer games, I guess. Right. Like, like uh, Commodore 64 was my first gaming platform yeah. that I had. And yeah, I played a lot. Uh, <clears throat> all kinds of games, really, like as you as you did, but but really fell in love with role playing games and, and and Ultima series in particular. You know,
0: like, I think I feel like Ultima. I I think this is the forty fourth episode of this forty fourth time I, Ultima comes out. <laughs> but I yeah, I think you're not far off. It's it's Ultima and role playing games seem to be a, a quite the common denominator with with game designers and and game creatives. And so what. What you just—I I take it the was it just the worlds you you were just immersed yeah. in, in the like,
4: world? Like it it just felt incredible that that there can be worlds like that as as uh, in, inside a game. Yeah, and, and you would just dive in and immerse yourself. I mean, in some ways, I, I I kind of feel that the graphics being so simple that that just stimulated your imagination. Yeah. And you were making things up on your own at the same time. Right, filling in the gaps in your yeah, mind, right? right. And, and, and putting an effort to it as well. Like, you know, you had to have a notebook and you were drawing maps and, yeah. and you were kind of engaged in a, in a very real manner. And, and also there, if you look, I, I started with Ultima 2. Okay. That was my first. But already the leap to 3, how much more content and how much deeper the world felt and more real like it was a huge leap then and then going on to like four and five and six and yeah so so that was a big deal Uh, yeah i played a lot and and uh, you know text based adventure games and, and 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 all of that that was like in finland you know as a kid growing up obviously english is not my native language and and but you started learning a lot because there was also a really strong motivation to learn. Sure. All of this content, this wonderful content, is in English. So so you are learning and and, and you know, somewhere in before high school, I just like stumbled in a bookstore in Helsinki into the section of uh, of English paperbacks, fantasy books. And that was like, you know, I remember that, that, that there is this moment of Almost like this angel choir like, <laughs> sound coming and, you know, having been in library and finding Lord of the Rings, they were definitely, the classics were translated into Finnish, like, like you know, uh, Earth Sea books and things like that. Tarzan, obviously, yeah. uh, John Carter of Mars, these books. Uh, but then suddenly there were kind of rows and rows of paperbacks with, with interesting fantasy covers. And I just picked a thick one and, and started going through that with, with a dictionary. Wow, that's, a, like, that's awesome. And and 20 pages in, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm never going to get to the end. So I put the dictionary away. I'll just fill the gaps with my imagination. If I don't understand a word, yeah. I'll just... Figure out like and, and what, what I feel clever way to go about it actually. I I think that if I w- would ever go back to those books, I would now discover that this is not the story. <laughs> <I read. laughs> but, but but maybe that's know, not the point in a sense but, though, right? You, you yeah, but <laughs> you know English language and especially US, but but UK culture also in a very strong way, like true television. In Finland, we don't dub. The shows there are okay. subtitles yeah. so you are learning through that uh there were very limited section of say comic books like like marvel superhero comic books translated but then discovering that you can actually already back then you could order them straight from the stage yeah. and and suddenly the selection just widened yes. into a huge thing and reading those and learning the language through that that's awesome so have you uh, this
0: is another question I've asked a lot of guests, so going back to Ultima for a second. Have you had a chance now in your long career to meet Richard Garriott?
4: I have met him a couple of times. Not really, like, short conversation. You know, I, I think that the last time was a couple of years ago in Barcelona at Game Lab. Yeah. I mean, we were both there. Well, said hi. And sure. Bit, yeah. Yeah, he's he's great. He's, sure, uh, he's yeah. got
0: some stories, too, if you sit him down.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs> he's been to space. He, he has, <laughs> yes, yeah. But, like, incredible games, like, back then. And I actually, for me, the order was maybe slightly different. I only found tabletop role-playing games slightly after, a mm-hmm. few years after being introduced to D&D, and, and fell in love with that and was playing for years and years and being a game master for... Our group and, and inventing more stories yeah. and writing a lot. And, and that's actually what ultimately led me to Remedy and working on
0: video. Do I have the story correct where a, a friend of yours uh, enlisted your help to write on Death Rally?
4: Yeah, uh, and Remedy's a, a, first game. A childhood friend, Petri Arvileto, who was part of our role playing tabletop problem okay. game, group. And, and, and he was also into the demo scene, which was really active and big in Finland. Like he was doing graphics and stuff like that cool. on, on Amiga yeah. uh, back then. And, and he was one of the founding members of Remedy uh, with a few other guys. Basically, everybody coming from the demo scene, mm-hmm. just like doing the demos and then deciding, hey, we could do games. Yeah, And, and they were already quite far into creating Death Rally. The, the first Remedy game and, and Petri obviously knew of my writing at the, and, and in all likelihood in his circle of friends I was pretty much the only one kind of <laughs> very seriously pushing it forward and trying to kind of uh, get that done so he came to me you know we need text mostly for the menus to explain what can you buy sure. in the shop and yeah. These like kind of that w- would I be interested? And and at the time I was at the Helsinki University studying the English language and literature, and and I was like, sounds fantastic. Of course I I, I want to come, and and immediately after I was looking at the kind of it was kind of a widescreen type of a setup, so that there was this black bar, you know, on the top and on the on the bottom of the screen, uh-huh. and I was like you know it was very strict limit for like this many characters in a row when you had three rows to write this <laughs> and i i was like but what about this bottom part here at the bottom of the screen that must be like 10 rows you know could i could i write something there like a story and everybody was like mm, sure sure <laughs> so i'm writing a crazy piece of story for the death rally world and, and and yeah, that was. That's the great. Yeah. So, did did you end up finishing university then, or did, no? No, okay. No. And I, yeah, I never felt like like I, I did continue my studies all the way into Max Payne. Right. Uh. But but then it was more and more interesting work, and less and less. I felt reason. Yeah. To go back and and kind of make it official. Uh so yeah never. So yeah clearly, no no regrets yeah, about that though no, right? Like clearly everything no. has worked out and... Yeah, I I, <laughs> I did end up going back to school uh like we were quite far into Max Payne when I saw the opportunity of of uh at the Theater Academy of Finland in Helsinki. Uh there was this year and a half school for screenwriting. And and the uh, drama teacher Pentti Halonen, uh, had just returned from here, actually, from Los Angeles. He'd been here for years studying and, and doing script doctor- doctoring mm-hmm. and things like that. He came back to Finland and started to, you know, teach screenwriting. And, and, and already in the kind of setup for that, he was saying that you can choose, you can write in Finnish or you can write in English. And that felt to me like that's perfect you needed to send uh, kind of like 75 pages of, of screenplay as a sample for yeah. him. So I just sent Max Spain <laughs> and, and got in and, and, and spent spend like on the side of working for the next uh, couple of years actually studying screenwriting <laughs> for TV and movies, wow. but, but also like, of course, for games. So, so that was great. And... and, and that it was a very practical school in the sense that it was three semesters and for each semester we would do a full-length movie screenplay. And, and one of them, a horror movie I, I wrote, I ended up stealing a lot from that from myself into a, uh, Alan Wake. Interesting. You know,
0: yeah. That's really cool. Do did, did they give you, like, a, with, with the success you've had since with, with Remedy, do they give you, like, an honorary degree later, like an honorary doctorate? Or, no. I, know, I don't know I, if that I, happens in <laughs> Europe the way it does in the United States. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I know. I haven't been in touch. <laughs> so, um, what do you remember about Death Rally as, as a game? I love the story that you told about just yeah. making use of the space to write the story. What do you remember of the game itself?
4: yeah I, uh, I was playing it a lot like like, like back then. And, and I just I mean, I, I, from the writing perspective, I, I already back then, I, which, which holds true to this day, I have felt always uh, a, a strong need for for writing for a game or you know, creating the vision for the game and then doing the story. That I want to find a way to marry the the tone of the gameplay with the tone of the story, and and talking about the tone here, like like Death Rally, you know, over the top, you know, explosions and machine guns, <laughs> and so so I just felt like. The story and, and the writing needs to be slightly crazy, yeah. like, like unhinged in a way. <laughs> and, and, and and try to kind of get that energy, the feeling of energy into the into the writing as, as little of what there was at the, at the time. So so, and, and, and that's been kind of a consistent thing that was very much present in my mind for Max Payne when I started writing Max Payne then. So where you know you mentioned that, that you
0: used the Max Payne script, with this with this uh, this uh, this course that you took. Where did where did the idea for Max Payne come from?
4: Was from, it your, from, was, from well, yeah, like like quickly the origin. Like like, Remedy was very kind of loose thing in some ways early on. Like like, there was the small core team that created Death Rally. Yeah. But from, you know, the different d- demo groups, there were a lot of people circulating around and there were a lot of kind of prototype game projects started and no one was at that point really being paid. Like, like mm-hmm. everyone got paid from Death Rally just from royalties, straight, okay. straight from the royalties. No one got any, you know, actually paid before. Right, salary. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, and and... You know, everybody was, it was passion project, passion project, different people creating these. And, and then, then, you know, one of these was early on called Dark Justice. And, and I wasn't concepting it. Uh, it was kind of this near future drug war kind of dystopian thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but then that held some promise and, and more people were brought into that project, myself included. And, and I immediately, like, from the narrative perspective, felt like, could we just do present-day world instead of the near future? And, and, and kind of like, I felt like, because I had been right before working on a kind of a role-playing game concept that was kind of film noir feel to it. Yeah. And that didn't go anywhere, but then I hopped on this and I was like, let's do the film noir thing here. Can I, can I do it here and, and, and let's have a kind of a definite main character, kind of a private eye or detective sure. kind of a character... And 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 that's how it started shaping up that idea that became Max Payne.
0: And, and at some point, you get I think it was a GT Interactive published the first Max Payne, do I remember? Yeah, that and,
4: and of course, you know Scott Miller and George Brossard being the same guys who were Three D Realms. Yeah, and 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 they get, came. Well, Scott came, George. Scott was on the show. He told he told right. his side of the story. Okay, yeah, and and <laughs> and he checked out all the different projects that yeah. Remedy had in the making, and he picked this like like this is interesting. We would be interesting in partnering into yeah. this with you and finding a publisher. And and of course we were like yes, okay, this is what we are doing then, and and it started shaping up. And and Petri, like the friend that brought me in. He was on a different rally project early on. I think the name was Accelerate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to hang on to that one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a good
4: one. And, 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 but when Dark Justice started moving forward, he came on board as, as I think, the lead designer. And, and he brought in the idea of... Like, he was a big fan. We were all be- fans of, of Hong Kong action movies, like yeah, John Wu stuff. Sure. And he had, early on, this idea that, you know, the, the slow-mo bullet time thing is so cool. Can we somehow find a way to make that part of the game experience? Yes. So that came from him, from me, kind of the film noir. And I do feel like, if you look at the John Woo movies... I think that there is an echo of film noir there. Like it's very big on melodrama yeah. and, and like so so it fit in, like those clicked into place, and this felt like, yes, this this works. And and for me, the film noir like love for that really comes almost from childhood. Like I, I used to love Humphrey Bogart movies <laughs> as a kid growing up and and then later on, like I you know. 95, 96 when we are starting out like, like looking at the movies back then there was a real, real surge of, of kind of a modern noir like yes. usual suspects, Fight Club Seven uh, David Lynch's Lost Highway like all of those movies are coming out and like I love them like with great passion this is wonderful so, so all of that kind of affected it uh, some comic books as well uh definitely but but yeah that that's what i felt like
0: (laughs) well i gotta selfishly ask you i um i love everything about max payne but he he's voiced so perfectly by james mccaffrey no relation so i'm just Uh i'm I'm curious though. where where did you find him
4: <laughs> and and did you audition a million people for the role? We, we did audition quite a few. Uh, I mean, this is already at the point when 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 Rockstar is is becoming involved. So it was the auditions were New York based. Yeah, uh, kind of actors actors there, and and yeah, we we did go through an audition process like like, Jim's voice. It just felt like yes, this is great. Like it, it still took Navid Konsari was our VO director all the way to True Alan Wake, uh, and 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 we were kind of iterating on the style of narration. It wasn't quite there from the beginning. I was writing, you know, test material, and we were practicing and trying it out because that felt like such an important part you and James were trying it out so. well I mean Navid and James okay. and I was remote like giving feedback yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and writing more material for him to try out so so, but it's like from the beginning it felt like this is going to work this is going to be great and I'll just find the style for it well my I uh, tell you I think my, my
0: favorite scene in the original Max Payne is uh, the hallucination sequence <laughs> where where he compares it to being in some kind of video game yeah so was that like was that fun for you to try and kind of break that fourth wall a little bit? I, I
4: love meta. <laughs> I, I, I do love like like I'm 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 waiting for you to get to control because we have that in some ways there <laughs> like been having fun with that lately, uh, but yeah, I I I enjoy that a lot and and that that also comes maybe then from university studies like like moving from you know how, how your taste kind of develops along the way i i do like weird i have always liked weird mm-hmm. and and you know going from genre fiction and then like big discovery studying literature at the university was postmodern literature for me and that you know it's fascinating especially when you are like studying it in the in the like analyzing because it almost feels like it's a it's a it's a literary genre that's made for analysis it's <laughs> it's almost like you are playing a game like like you are coming up with interpretations and and once again investing into it yes. and and gaining more out of it by investing into it so so playing a game almost with the writer which which like like also has been in my mind when writing for games uh, in 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 some ways but that's kind of where it started. It's, it's, it's all, you know, postmodern and, 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 and playing around with, with kind of like point of view and, and like what's real and what's not real. <laughs> and by the way, don't worry. We're going to get to Control.
0: You got to take yeah. a walk with me here. Sure. Yeah. Through, we're, we're, we're I'm, I'm happy to, to. You're not here it, for your health. You're here to promote a video game, Control, exactly. out yeah, August 27th yes. on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Let's get that out of the way, but uh, yeah, we're we're still working through some Max Payne stuff because. But,
4: but I think, that, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a logical story, uh, like journey yeah. through this, and and I do feel I, I've been thinking about a lot about that kind of when working on Control. It's been it's been a different kind of a project with 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 many things and approach, and i I've, I've had many kind of flashbacks to working on Max Payne. Uh, on, on working. Yeah, on control. and and I'll tell you, Control too. You,
0: I guess all right. We're going to talk about it for a second. <laughs> well, um, three years for you guys. Your uh, your history again. As I, I told you at the top, like, I think you guys have, have an incredible track record. But usually, you guys, you know, have have taken taken your time to get <laughs> get your games right. But uh, a pretty tidy three years between Quantum Break and Control. Is that a is that a uh, a, a technical sort of streamlining of of the the your sort of development infrastructure, or is that have you become
4: more efficient in in world building and, and writing as well? Well, I, I think it's all of those things, uh, really. Uh, but it's 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 also like yes, original Max Payne five years, but then Max Payne two. Uh, that was eighteen months. Wow! Like, like creating that whole thing, and and I, I still look back to it in some ways as one of the most pleasurable writing experiences in my career. Like like it was a very short time period. Like I, the original screenplay for the first Max Payne was something like one hundred and sixty-five pages. Wow. And, and the screenplay for the sequel was 650 pages. Wow. And, and, <laughs> and the whole project, which means that the writing took less time, was 18 months. Interesting. And, 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 and that was just <laughs> like, I know this world. I know these characters. Yeah. I, I, I was fresh out of the screenwriting school. Now I know, you know, what, what I'm doing. Yeah. And just going at it and, and let's make it even more film noir and let's have fun with this and, and push it further and, and so, so it's not like you know I mean there are many many stages in a big game project and, and it is true that, that depending on where you are with your engine and tools it might be that you are waiting a lot like it's, it's not really waiting you are creating, you are creating, but sure. you, are, you end up iterating on the same parts while waiting for the actual thing to mature so that you can create more or less final content. And and only then certain things kind of yeah, lock and, into place, and, and then you can start running. And you guys have been—it's
0: uh, uh, Northlight—is the name of your Shop. in-house technology, yes. right? And and that's been in place for a number of years now. It so I has. guess you guys probably just know it very well at this. Yeah, point.
4: I mean it's, you know, with games it's always going forward. So there, you you, you know, our our tech team, awesome people, brilliant minds like like. A lot of that thing, just like, whew. not even understanding what, the, 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 what 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 the challenges are. Obviously, there are challenges, uh, but but yeah, like coming out of Quantum Break, we were make we we had the engine and the tools in a very robust state, and 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 a lot of opportunities to hit the ground running. I mean, a lot of improvements and a lot of additional components have been created while working on control but but yeah that that's one part of it why it was so much faster also it, it it was from the perspective that kind of in some ways we we decided to like we were doing new things but we also decided that let's focus on certain areas maybe more than before mm-hmm. and and very kind of purposefully go forward with those which also kind of made, it, made the process faster.
0: So uh, take me back to Max Payne for a minute. Now, uh, I, I, of course, can't let a, an hour-long sit-down with you go by without, of course, bringing up probably your least favorite subject, which is that you are literally the face of Max Payne, of the, of the original Max Payne. Uh, do, do, you, do people ask you to do the face all the time? Is that just like a,
4: a curse of, no. in your life at this point? Well, I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I mean, a trade show like e three. Yeah. Yes, sure. All I mean, it on the hallways. Yeah. It it does happen. I'm 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 happy to uh, oblige. Uh, I mean, th- there was a time, coming out of the first Max Payne, where I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to distance myself <laughs> yeah. from this. Yeah. But it's then you know the funny thing happens that years roll by and then it's like well. You know, it's just fun. Yeah, like like who'd so, have thought
0: you'd still be getting asked to do it all these years sure, later, yeah, right? Like that says something. It's good. an it's an honor. Yes, and and,
4: and it's a wonderful com- compliment. I feel so so yeah. But it happens. <laughs>
0: uh, now, the other face of Max Payne would would go on to become uh, Mark Wahlberg in sure. the, the 2008 film. So, um, were you guys, you know, again, given your your screenwriting your background? Were you guys pitching it and trying to get a get, you know, strike while the iron's hot and try to get a movie made? Or, or did Hollywood come to you? No, well, like, as
4: I recall, it was Scott's thing, okay. the Scott Miller's yes. thing. The game wasn't even out. Uh, he had uh, a friend who was a producer, and, and, and they had been talking about it and and i hope i'm not mangling up the history but the, the kind of my recollection is that that there was an opportunity to sell the movie rights and 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 he really like he's looking at things from pr angle a lot sure and 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 he felt that it would be a great pr move because you know i suppose back then no movie rights for a game that was not out... True. Uh, ...had happened, yeah. and, and, and we would get a news beat out of that. Yeah, and, and help. But that happened, and the rights were sold, and then later on, like, the game rights were sold for Tech 2 and Rockstar. Right, well, yeah, I'll talk about but, that. But, 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 but the movie rights had gone their own way, and, and, you know, like Hollywood works, it was in the making... And it wasn't in the making and it disappeared and after a few years it it came up again <laughs> and some other people were making a movie and it went like this way and and we were just kind of in the distance, having nothing to do with it like hearing this news just as anybody wow. else that's that's got to be a little frustrating in this in a sense well right? I mean Early days in all of this, like it felt like, wow! So somebody is interested in the movie, and then it went its own way, and and we were focusing on creating the game. But you know, we we were not in any way involved in the process of making the movie. It, but when 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 a Mark Wahlberg
2: gets
0: attached, it's you. There's probably some reason for optimism at that point, bro. Oh, because yeah, he's you know yeah. he's, a, he's a big deal at that point in time. And what what well, at what point? at what point did you know that the movie was maybe not super great
4: <laughs> well like uh, yeah i we did hear things and and uh, i mean I, I i remember that that we were actually part of the kind of premiere in finland like like you know <laughs> yeah go going and see it <laughs> because of course like like it's part of it but yeah maybe not the best movie and and it's kind of a curious thing, I feel that that especially for something like Max Payne. I'm sure that there would be an angle, like if you sit down and start looking at it, what's the heart of this and what is maybe not like that that to me is an interesting question. We are now kind of exploring the possibility of Alan Wake TV show. Really? And and yeah, I mean it's it's been in the news for a yeah. while. Uh, so so the interesting thing to me is like in a game, what's there because it's a game and, and it's needed for the game. Right. What is the heart of this thing that should be carried over? But then, like, how do we make it in this different medium to stand out on its own as a strong thing? And and that is an interesting question. And, and that maybe wasn't that thought process didn't <laughs> go into making the Max Payne movie. And, and, so the choices they're made. Because obviously, like, Max Payne is a game love story for certain kinds of movies, ultimately. Yeah. Like, like, us being fans of, you know, mobster movies, yeah. and, John and, and, movies. And, and film noir and all of that, like, then doing our passionate, like, like young, I would say amateurs at that point, <laughs> you know, take on those things that, yes. And, and, and that comes out. And, and, but then like taking that and making it into a movie, it's, it's kind of a closed loop in a way. It, <laughs> but, is, it,
0: is, it dep- so. is it depressing to you at all when, when the Max Payne comes out and the movie comes out and, and isn't very good? Because like, you know, this is a thing that you worked hard to I'm, create, or, or are you just so detached from it? Yeah,
4: I, w- I was quite detached. I, I was happy. That there was a movie, yeah, like at that point, i I, I think that that already was that was a like victory in and of worth, itself, worth celebrating so so but but definitely I, I I've been like when we've been talking about this with our more recent games and and looking into opportunities that's what I have been saying that it doesn't make sense for us to repeat that, like just sell the rights and let it go right. and, and somebody does something. Uh, whatever we do, if we ever do something in that space, we want to be involved. Uh, You'll write like the screenplay, basically. Well, not necessarily, <laughs> but at least sit down with the creatives and, yeah. and, and, and workshop it and, and have a writing room and, and, and figure it out, like what it should be and how to make it, you know, some, something that makes the whole... Like broader franchise, stronger and 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 deeper, yeah. rather than split it <laughs> apart and confuse. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you had to. You said goodbye to Max Payne
0: after Max Payne Two when uh, we, yeah, the, you, the, the the rights were sold uh, fully to you know to to Rockstar. Sure. they, they and, took and, it over. And,
4: and that was like I. I think that it happened in the best possible way. Like I. Myself and I think at the time most of the remedy, like we, we had worked on, on Max Payne at that point for seven years, which is a long time, and, and and starting to feel like it would be fun to do something else. Yeah, and 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 the rights were really sold between the games, kind of more or less. Interesting. And, and part of the deal was that we'll create the sequel, so so it, it there there was a long. Goodbye, period. Like, like, I knew starting to write Max Payne two that that in all likelihood it's gonna be the last Max Payne I'm yeah. gonna write. So so there was plenty of time to kind of go through that emotional journey. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, that worked really well.
0: So you you did you have a say in the in the sale of that?
4: Not that much. Uh, obviously was part of those conversations, uh, but but not really and it really did make sense at that point but like, it, it, was it was
0: it hard for you though this thing that you'd built into a great <laughs> thing that you ultimately have very little
4: say in, in it but as, as, as i said at that point it felt like this will give security yeah. to remedy to create something else right. like and, and and we'll be in a more secure position than ever which means that there is a future and 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 that already felt like a wonderful thing to achieve. And, and, and so yeah, it made sense. So so Rockstar
0: did uh make it worth your while. I hope you guys sure. did <laughs> yes. came out of it yeah. came out of it well. Yeah, yeah. Um what did you think of their Max Payne 3? I know publicly at the when it was coming out, you had kind of given a public blessing, but I'm sort of, you know, just in hindsight, what did you think of their
4: take on it? I mean, as I've said, like like it, it definitely was not the Max Payne we would have done or I would have done like there were clear big creative decisions being made uh, that that I would not have seen or done or felt like even even known how to make honestly (laughs) Uh, but I think that they are really good at what they do Dan Hauser is a great writer uh, and and I, in some ways, I was happy. Like, like that, that it was clearly Rockstar's Max Payne and not Remedy wannabe Max Payne, if yeah. you know. Yes, I know Because I mean. think yeah. that that would have been harder for me and more uncomfortable and, and, and conflicted. So, so I was happy. I was... But I, what, what I felt that Dan did really, really well is to take the style of Max Payne's narration... Into the experience, and 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 because Jim then ended up even, you know, borrowing his face for the for the third, third round, yeah. which at the point when they, kind of, came up with that, I was going like, why? Like because you know back then it wasn't like like it it was just natural that there is the character and they look whatever they look yeah. and then there is a VO actor right. There's no and and, performance and, and, and really like. At that point, it was like, yeah, actually, James is perfect. <laughs> like, you know, uh, but I, I, I thought that the voice kind of carried it over in a nice way, and 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 like they they were kind enough to approach us. gave us working progress stuff to review, and and we did give feedback. I, I did yeah. give rounds of feedback. And, and send it over for iteration, especially on the narration stuff. And, and then afterwards, Dan reached out and saying that they are doing a prequel comic book for it. That, that would I like to be part of that? And, yeah. and we were kind of workshopping and brainstorming together. He was like, he doesn't really know anything, any ideas on Max's childhood. Do I have any ideas? <laughs> and I just wrote down all, everything that I had in the back of my mind. That's cool. And it ended up in that story. <laughs> so it's been seven years. You're ready to move on to something else. Where, where does Alan Wake come from? <laughs> it was a long <laughs> process, like like much longer than, than we could have imagined. Like early on, like technology was like going on on its own. Uh, but it was really me and Petri, once again, really at this point, two of us, Sitting down and starting brainstorming yeah. and concepting. We went through a lot of different ideas for games. Like like there, there was even a fantasy game <laughs> that, that had a kind of a humor comic tone to it. Yeah. Very big departure. Like like. Sure. And and we were kind of pushing it until it was actually Petri who said that. You know, I'm I'm not feeling this. I'm I'm not feeling good about it. Let's stop this. Let's think about something else. And then, bit by bit, it started to turn into Alan Wake. Like one of the proto versions didn't have a writer yet. Uh, there, there was an idea of a, a man who is suffering from insomnia, who comes to a sleep clinic to be treated. Yeah. And then somehow his kind of nightmares get lost. But right. that was already a Pacific Northwest small town where the dream clinic was. Interesting. So that was kind yeah, of an early on your way towards But but, towards but then it's and I felt that Petru was already like also part of this kind of brainstorming where the idea of, of a rider came out. <laughs> and and I I did all the time moving towards it want to find like yes it's going to be an action game of some kind. Like that's what we do at Remedy. Yeah. But I want an a hero who is not an action hero by profession, like something other that is, you know, somebody who's forced right. into that position, and 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 then when the idea clicked that hey, writer, and 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 then it just like how started
0: uh, clicking into how, place. how autobiographical is *Alan Wake* in the sense of yes, I know right. you've posted pictures online of of you have a. Uh, like a cabin in the woods where you go and, and you write oh, oh, and yeah, everything <laughs> has a cabin in the woods
4: so so yeah not not that unique um, i mean it's it's as much autobiographical as anything you write i, yeah. I write like like always you take the essence you of know yourself. your experiences or individual things or just the way like you know you 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 structure the world or think about things and and, and things that you like, yeah. uh, you know, and it ends up this soup that that kind of you know right. comes out. So an, an but, ocean, not a lake of uh-huh. soup. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> uh, I mean like like also part of like I uh, it's it's a wonderful honor and compliment that that. There are these certain lines, like Max Payne had a lot of them that that the fans just kind of like, you know, keep bringing up in social media again and again and again. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, like like one part that I suppose comes from the profession of being a writer. I think that in in Alan Wake's storyline and in the structure, there is a lot of writing process. Like it's the like phases of a writing process like as phases of a story in a way, uh, hidden in there, yeah no it's it's great I,
0: one thing that was sort of people kind of latched onto a bit at the time uh, was the product placement the the energizer <laughs> batteries, the Verizon phones was that uh, did, did Microsoft uh, bring that into the, into I, the project like, like, like how cer- does that
4: work? Cer- certainly Microsoft was part of it, but our, our business side uh, as well yeah. at remedy seeing the upside. Like obviously there is money. In of the of course, like no, nobody blames like, you for it. Like, like for me, that that also goes to like I. I always try to approach these things from the perspective of how do we like it's it's challenge. Like if you could, you know, as a creative, pick and choose which. Product placement to place in. I I think that you could do a wonderful thing, sure, and 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 make it even stronger and more believable. Yeah, it doesn't quite work that way, well. <laughs> but, but I I I still feel like the the you know the battery placement and things like that. It's it's close enough. Like like some of those deals finally quick click into place so late. That it's 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 difficult to really kind of integrate that right. deep in there. i but it, it was fine. I, no, it was I fine. Think, yeah, it's yeah. Just, I think it really just
0: hadn't been done
4: much sure. at that point yeah. in time.
0: By the way, if, if I I can you're you're hanging so tough. If you need to hit, get that water, no, no, make no, sure no, to fine. make it's sure fine. to get it. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, Alan Wake has now. It's it's I I almost hesitate to use the term cult classic because it in. Im- that almost implies that it that it didn't do you know that well, and it, in, in the long run it did. You've said in the long run it did, but you know in, in yep. the moment you know your big uh, second party, your big Microsoft published title on Xbox, is it is it frustrating to get the critical acclaim but just not see the 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 commercial results come in early on with Alan Wake?
4: Yeah, I mean it's. I I think that we at Remedy were kind of spoiled in in the beginning with with Max Payne being such a huge hit. (laughs) Yeah. And and even coming to terms with that took years for me. It it was hard to even understand. Like, like, you know, pouring your heart into it and and making it a game and and it coming out. And it, it, it wasn't like this that I even understand understood that that this is a big hit. It's because you have no prior experience. Right. Of what, what does it even mean? I mean, there were good reviews, and from a creative perspective, that was wonderful. Um, being very kind of fresh as a creator, I think, as a writer, like, like having that wonderful opportunity of being exposed to a lot of criticism like early on, instead of like you know, writing and writing and writing, not getting anything published, uh, you you like I did get a lot of negative feedback as well on the writing, and and but but that, and that was a big lesson to learn. Like like you know, you grow a thick hide and yeah. understand that I don't need to read every review <laughs> or every comment in the forums, and and you know, it's like you know, it's, it's endless. Yeah, right. And, and, and maybe today, like looking at, at social media, even more so, and even more vicious at, at, at at times, like, uh, so, so a lot of learnings on, 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 on many levels, but it too, like, it didn't like, now I see it, like people still passionately love Max Payne and bring it up. And, 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 you know, so, so, which is wonderful and and it it people remember it for a, for a long time but but like that it took time to understand so with alan wake it was in a in a similar way like it I find it slightly hard to see how well it's doing. <laughs> i'm I'm not a business guy, I'm not yeah. a money guy like yeah. in that sense, so so yeah, like it's out there that in itself, from creative perspective, is such a relief all, sure. always, like ha, <laughs> we get it we 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 cut it out there so so but I like uh, Alan Wake got a huge amount of positive, kind of critical: oh yeah, you know, there's, there's a re- love for reception. It. yes. And, and once again, an ongoing thing and, and like, like so much like and growing and growing. I feel that it's been growing each year. I mean, we all live in our small social media <laughs> bubble, but I can't do a post in Instagram or Twitter or anywhere without getting replies Alan Wake 2 Alan <laughs> Wake like 2 please you know Alan uh, Wake 2 confirmed you know whatever it is like a picture of a you know summer cabin <laughs>
0: yeah well you're not getting out of this interview without it either <laughs> and it, but, so, but I guess the where I'll take it is is this I mean you know it, it by the time that sort of slow burn of a success I think you and the team had posted that it it really ended up having legs and going on, to, you know, in, in you know Steam sales and just ongoing. It,
4: it ended it's, up doing very, very well by the word of mouth. But yeah, it, it's it, it's every constant, you know, humble bundles and these things. It's always a huge surprise yeah. and more than estimated. So so yeah, it a lot of people who have played Alan Wake up there. Yeah, but by the time it had amassed sort of a, a,
0: a volumetric success. The, the window for Alan Wake 2 had closed. You know, you're on to Quantum Break, you've got other things. So just, I guess, if you clarify, like, and just forgive me, forgive me the audience if, if you've said this before, but who, who owns Alan Wake? Is it you or is it Microsoft? We, we own You Alan do have Wake, it. Yes. So um, at, at this point, and I, I promise I'll leave you alone on the subject after this, but you know, do you even want to make it at this <clears> point or, or has kind of the moment passed and you know, you've got control and you just want to move on to new things?
4: No, I, I want to make it. Good. I, I, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> a, it, it's a curious thing. I mean, like I've said, like, at this point, so much time having passed, I, I, I feel that, like, the bar is higher in some ways, you know, that, that it's, it's like it needs to be done right if it's ever done. Right. And, and, and everything needs to click into place, which is really hard, to make it happen. Like, like so many things for these big games to you know, be greenlit, so many things need to be aligned. And, and, and you know, so, but I, I'm hoping that someday, and, and it's I, like, like the funny thing is that, that I kind of feel, personally, that on and off, ever since the first game, I've been working on the sequel. <laughs> like 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 and 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 this is I, I haven't said this publicly but between each project like like after the first game I and we with a small crew we created a concept for the sequel but it, outside of American Nightmare well before actually but but then we realized that this is not going forward and and some of those ideas went into Quantum Break and some of those ideas went in a kind of reduced more kind of scaled down way went into American Nightmare then coming out of Quantum Break we created a concept for a new concept very different for, for Alan Wake 2 yeah and, and we were looking at it we were talking about it with potential partners ultimately we came to the conclusion that it doesn't quite feel like Alan Wake and 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 it, this, this was me and, and, and Miksu, Mikhail Kasurinen, who is the game director and, and director of Control. Yes. We created this together and we decided that we'll just do a new IP. We'll take these ideas and we'll put them into a new IP. And, and that became Control. Interesting. So, Control so, started life as a, as a prototype concept. Well, not, not 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 quite that much, but there was a separate elements of it. The co- separate uh, kind of concept for a new kind of an Alan Wake two that we decided to kind of put on hold. But there were some aspects, especially on the kind of the more long lasting experience and more mission based, and right. more like, open-ended in some ways, and we took those ideas and, and, and like, made them as, as kind of design parameters and just felt like, well, but we'll just create a completely new, you know, world and narrative and, 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 and like, gameplay thing yeah. around it. And, and that became Control. So as Control winds down,
0: we're recording this in June, uh, games out in August... Will you retreat to the to the woods in the summer? And uh, will you work more on and see what comes out of your brain with regard to, to Alan Wake? I won't. I, I will take
4: a proper long <laughs> summer vacation. Good for you. Uh, like, like it's been, as these things often are, Control has been a pretty intense project. And, and, and uh, so, and I've been in in a cabin enough writing the story <laughs> of Control. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking a proper summer break and, and then we'll start evaluating what's next. Because you know, you've got
0: uh, an in-house game engine that your team's really familiar with and good at that happens to excel at lighting and, yeah. and, uh, and, and third-person action. And you've got a new <laughs> generation of, of consoles with a lot more horsepower. That are right around the corner, so I don't know. It seems like maybe the, the post puzzle
4: pieces will finally come together. I said the bar is high. And 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 like this is <laughs> this is not a <laughs> way <wait> to confirm. <laughs> but but you know, coming back to your question, I do hope it happens. Uh, like I would love it more than anything. I, I have a lot of passion for creating it. I, I like i I am I find myself often thinking about the story and the characters and yeah. and, and like it has evolved, but in some ways i I, I also feel like you know just the loss of drama being we left the boy guy in the dark place and and you know it's it's not easy to get out yeah from the dark place so it's it it you know there's it, story it, it's there. proper that it <laughs> takes a lot of effort. Yes. I, I hope
0: that someday. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, Quantum Break. So, see, we're moving. We're getting towards control. Yeah. We're almost yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Xbox One, the Durango at the time, you know, the, it, it seemed like such a, the original vision for that seemed like such a great fit for what you were doing with uh, with Quantum Break, this TV yeah. meets, meets games. And,
2: and, um,
4: and by the way, just mentioning this, like like the then pitch for Alan Wake 2 that we first approached Microsoft with. Yeah. It had a live action component. Interesting. In where where and and they liked that part. They would at, at the time yeah. they were saying, you know, we would rather look at the new IP than, than continue with Alan huh. Wake right now. And it was different people like, yes. in, in the negotiations at that point. Right. Uh, so so they were eager for something else. That bit they liked. So, so I decided to, well, we'll go back home and figure out, <laughs> like, like take these elements and what they were looking for as, you know, strategical things at the time. And, and I, I had some story concepts made, you know, just kind of jot it down and I went through them and one of them, kind of the working name, was Quantum, that involved time travel, but it also involved a lot of kind of a, a alternate reality, parallel reality mm-hmm. thing, which ended up kind of like shrinking away as we worked on it, and time travel became a bigger part. But that I took and and used these different like things that they liked in the, in the Alan Wake. So after <laughs> after all the. You know, hundreds, if not
0: thousands, of pages uh, of, of screenwriting work that you've done on games and, and in school. You you did finally get to make a TV show. Yeah, but you I shot I, it.
4: Go I, ahead. Yeah, I I didn't write the TV show. Part. You didn't? Okay. Yeah. And, and I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, like, and and it. Let's just say, like, I mean, it, it a lot of learnings once again along the way. I I and and I wouldn't do it the same way again. Like. Uh, but but happy that we did it nonetheless, but there was a separate writing team like like Microsoft felt really strongly at the time that that there needs to be l a based writing team with t v background like like uh, uh, you know having a degree of ownership on the show part hmm. which which make made it of course like more work and, and, and more trips and more sitting down together and, and workshopping and workshopping right. and trying to make sure that the vision of this part and vision of this part get close enough and like tracking it closer, you know. So, so there was kind of like two years of a lot of intense work to get it as close as it ended up being and it started like quite much further apart. And, and, and I, I do think like, well, like, these are not easy things and, and you know, every, everybody everybody wants to kind of, everybody wants the best of the project. People just have different points of view yeah. and, and you know, uh, but, but, and I'm, I'm happy how it ended up being. Uh, it was just a lot of work along the way yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. So in, in hindsight, that, that everything should have flown through you. Narrative, well, like, like it and been, it's easy for me to say and easy for Remedy to say, but maybe there is a just a tiny bit of, of, of metaphor in calling the game control. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to be working well
0: so far. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see, see like, when yeah. it comes out. Um, you know, uh after Quantum Break, you parted ways with Microsoft uh, in your, you know, your kind of, I guess, second party relationship, and and that sort of struck me as odd, uh, not from you but from them, in the sense that, you know, they needed then and and you know they've been taking steps to rectify it now, but boy, they needed some exclusive games at that point, and and you know the the, the decision is made, well, or well, let's let's go. Let's go our separate ways. Was was that your choice or theirs or a mutual thing to
4: no? And, to and, part? and you know, well, we 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 are we are kind of working with them right now. Like like I'm not sure if you caught the announcement in the uh, Xbox keynote about uh, uh, Crossfire X. Right. Uh, yes. And 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 we are working with Smilegate creating single player story yeah. story driven campaign. Into that and and kind of, it's it, it will be coming out through Microsoft. So, so yeah, uh, so so the relationship is ongoing. Good. Uh, and and like I I think that a lot of things through the ten years that we worked together worked wonderfully. And 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 a lot of I mean, so so. And and you know, it's like. Alan Wake was a convoluted, long process uh, because of many reasons. Quantum Break was a convoluted, like it's it's complicated to create big games like that. And 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 they have helped us a lot along the way, and 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 good relationships there. Uh, yeah, it's 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 always like, what are they looking for at the moment from strategical perspective? Uh, we did go and show our Updated thinking on A Wake two after quantum break. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it didn't feel like it was uh, like instant you know sparks flying, and this is a match, and 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 then we kind of decided to uh, wanted to try out like for a while, let's let's just try to be more uh, in the driving seat on all aspects. Like 505 Games is a great, great partner uh, for that, and and uh, like multi-platform. Just from an indie dev perspective, uh, we hadn't been doing that for years and True. years. Yeah. So so it felt like, wouldn't it be wonderful to try it with this game, like like on on all the different major platforms, like PlayStation and and, and Xbox and and PC or.
0: What, uh, so besides uh, maintaining tighter control on control, what, uh, what, what does control from, from where you sit, from the kind of the narrative side, the creative side, what does control learn from Quantum Break? And even for that matter, from, from Alan Wake and, and Max Payne?
4: Well, I mean, I, I, for me personally, I, 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 I can draw on multiple levels, kind of certain threads that I feel fascinating and I like exploring and and evolving in some ways. I think that one big learning and, and, and kind of like, you know, there, there is always that feel that you work on something, you want to iterate and improve, but also in some ways you feel like, well, want to get excited about something fresh and new. And, and then it's kind of a pendulum swing <laughs> that that, well, like, let's try, like, I feel like, Big part of the vision, from my part as well, was that for Quantum Break, let's create, like, Hollywood blockbuster ex- experience. Like, you know, it's sci-fi. Yes, time travel is always difficult, but mm-hmm. in some ways, let's try to make it, like, a kind of a mainstream sci-fi, yeah. you know, fun experience. This then, like, getting into control, especially for, with, with, with Mikhail... We share a lot of kind of similar tastes, both like weird things. We just decided that this time around, let's not hold any stops. Let's go let's not second guess like, will the gamers get this? Let's just like go with our passion. Let's make it as weird <laughs> as we feel excited about. And and we kept pushing like it can be weirder. Like like like, yeah, this is an exciting idea. And and just like try to channel that passion and excitement into this project as much as possible and that to me like in some ways kind of mentally took me back to the first max Payne. we didn't back then we didn't know any better right, that, that right. was the only way to yeah. do it obviously through years you start to say see you know gain more perspective and you know analyze it more and but here we tried to kind of push that slightly to the side and just like Let's go where our passion and takes.
0: That's, and that's the way to do it, right? Sure. You don't, you don't yeah. want to like focus test something to yeah. death and and make sure it appeals to like just you got you got to make something for yourself. And if you love it, then other people are gonna. Yeah, love like it, right? like,
4: and that's where the kind of the genre like for the narrative like new weird like like you know say Chef Wendermeer's Annihilation that that came out as a movie as well, but. But the book especially and 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 a lot of that stuff for me and 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 at the same time, like like Mikhail is a is a great fan of of dark souls say so so we just felt that it can be more challenging, it can be weirder, it can be <laughs> you know hopefully in a positive way, like for the player to put more effort into it, both to actually manage to. <laughs> True, but also from the narrative perspective for me, I mean, I felt that this can be fragmented, this can be open for interpretation, this can be hallucinatory and and dreamlike and, and, you know, you need to pick up the pieces and piece them together and maybe you didn't even find all the pieces and, and somebody else found the pieces and then people can go online and, you know, start coming up with theories and I, I think it's about this, and, and yeah. that, that feels like something that uh, I get huge kicks about in, in all mediums of entertainment, like like postmodern writing right. or, or today's modern like like TV shows, if you can even call them TV shows anymore. <laughs> but but like ambitious, challenging stuff like Legion and the show, kind of Noah Wiley and and. Uh, you know, Mr. Robot, and and uh, you know, uh, new Twin Peaks, of course. Like, <laughs> like, I I I love the new Twin Peaks with with so much passion. Did I, you
0: play Inside a few years ago? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's exactly I, the kind of where you just you you. It's so open yeah, to your like, interpretation. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like what's going bit on? Bit by bit, like. <laughs> um, <clears throat> It, it's funny my next question almost ties directly into what you just said uh, that's you know of get of just focusing on what excites you and doubling down on on your uh, what you're enthusiastic about because control for me I've played it a couple different occasions now and and it I feel like it's a, it's a almost it almost feels like a throwback game <laughs> to, yeah and I mean this in a good and really good yeah, way yeah, like yeah. you know it's not it it's it, it it just it almost feels like a game that that uh could have come out in the early 2000s like just a a really focused action adventure game with cool powers and physics and and things to do without a lot of other you know like microtransaction hooks sure. or all this like yeah. kind of, it's it feels like a very focused game to me
4: yeah and that that was kind of a big kind of st- starting mission statement fr- from us that, that let's make it like and and part of the reason why we are <laughs> close to the finish line now uh, that that kind of to to get it done but yeah like it's it is also a throwback I guess in the sense that that you know it is things that that me and Mikhail feel that we love and 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 kind of like drawing stuff from that which kind of tends to go back a bit like yeah. things that you, you 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 that you know somehow have left a mark really really new things really kind of they they need time to seep in true yes <laughs> and, and and so i i think that there is that part of it like from the story perspective for me we went we made a very strict decision early on that that we will we will, yes, use cutscenes, but way less than before. Uh, also, like coming out from Quantum Break, I, I definitely felt that live action is a keeper. I want to do live action as part of these experience, but let's find a completely new way of doing live action. I mean, we have old stuff, you know, in there, so you will be finding televisions with, with live action content yeah. that we've been doing and, and that are quite actually critical for the overall narrative, mm. but on, on on top of that, we are experimenting on, and that goes to hallucinatory things like you've seen material. So, for example, the previous director, the dead tri- director Trench, keeps appearing in a in a weird way to Jesse as you play, yeah, and and that's live action material blended on many layers oh, cool. on, on, on top of the actual game footage. Yeah. And, and that's just one example of like, like finding new ways of bringing live action as like maybe more integrated into the overall. And, and the fun part of it, it's a storytelling tool where you don't need to take controls away from the player. You keep playing and these visions are appearing to you and you are yeah. gaining more. Kind of narrating information while you play. Is there going to be a uh,
0: a new Poets of the F- Fall song on on a radio somewhere in uh, in the oldest house? <laughs> Looking, it's like a okay. tradition at this point. Well, yeah, I mean,
4: we we, we missed a beat with with Quantum Break, unfortunately. Like like we wanted to do that, but then there were complications on <laughs> on on legal side and and it, it happens it, yeah and so so that was a bummer but but like the band is good friends of mine and and I do personally like let's leave it to this I, I feel <laughs> that it's 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 a fun interesting part of a remedy game experience so so you know like like trying always to to look for opportunities for something like that. Last question
0: for you. I'm going to let you get out of here. What are you doing for your 50th birthday coming up?
4: It's it's coming up, yeah. <laughs> Next March. Yeah? Yeah, like like wouldn't it be great like if if somewhere close there we would have, you know, an interesting announcement. That would be <laughs> great. I don't like, <laughs> there, there is nothing planned. It's kind of a scary thing. It's, I, I'm trying to come to terms with that. Like it, yeah.
0: You got a few more months. Sure. <laughs> <To> i <figure laughs> <it> out. <laughs> well, I'm just, I guess I'm sorry. It's what a horrible
4: way to end, end an interview.
2: Yeah, no, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like uh, and, and it's, it's also close to the point not quite like next year, but but uh, like uh, I, I I I'm I'm close to twenty five year mark on on wow as a working at Remedy yeah so I think it's twenty three something now that's fantastic yeah it, it, it's been a ride and and the thing about making games what what's great about it uh, even in the same company like like remedy has been evolving through the years and 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 games are evolving like like it's it's so interesting that every new game is also like venturing into the unknown like like in the sense that new technology new opportunities right. also like like we don't know how much this is going to take and and <laughs> what this is going to cost and and you know it's o- always like doing something in at least parts of it, are something that no one has done before, so it's prototyping. That keeps it fresh. That keeps it interesting and exciting. Yeah, always. Onward and upward. Sam Lake, thank you so much.
0: Thank A you. A real pleasure. Likewise. Sam Lake, uh, Control is the game out August 27th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, for more episodes of IGN Unfiltered, I do this every single month. Check back on IGN YouTube or your favorite podcast service. For, yeah, I think 43 other episodes of this. If you almost if you had 50, fun. almost. 50. I'm getting there too. Uh, yeah. I'm getting there too. Sam, so like, thank you so much. Uh, keep you. it locked right here to IGN.